Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Podcast lovers, how the fuck are you, friends? Welcome to the show. Lions Lounge Lockdown is sponsored for the entire summer by Match Scaffolding. Match Scaffolding is a company that is owned and operated by a personal friend of mine and long-time season ticket holder. So, if you want some scaffolding in your life, please don't hesitate to check out Match Scaffolding's contact details in the description of this audio podcast offering. Our guest today for Lions Lounge Lockdown 50, we've only got to knit a bullseye, a half a century of episodes. It is a one of our own episodes. I welcome to the show a personal friend of mine for over 20 years. It's a very different one. You'd never have known his story, maybe, but you will find out now. It's a very open, honest and brilliant account of not just being a young Millwall fan in the late 80s and early 90s, but his journey into the club, playing for the club, being released, going to Sweden, where 20 years later he still is and has ended up playing in the Champions League, an IAK Stockholm legend. You may have think I've just ruined it for you there, but I haven't. It's a fantastic episode. This is Lions Lounge Lockdown, episode 50. Kenny Pavey, he is one of our own. Enjoy. We're going to go in three, two, one. Lions Lounge Lockdown, episode 50. He's one of our own. Kenny Pavey, how are you, mate? How you doing, Geese? Very good, mate. Very good. I just said it feels a little bit weird to do an intro you, being, a, being old. <laughs> Same, yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. What's that for? What's happened? Yeah, your show, mate. I love it. Yeah, it's going really well, isn't it? Yeah, it's going all right, mate. It's going all right. Just had an yeah, idea well, and run with it, a little bit like you about 20 years ago. You're still where you are, mate, doing what you do. <laughs> so let's go back to the very beginning, for those who, who may not know. And, it, you know, no offence to you, uh, you're well known around Millwall, but maybe not for what you actually achieved. Is that fair to say? Uh, possibly, yeah. Um, I, I've been invited down a few times, but we can go into that a little bit later. But... Um, yeah, yeah, it's one of them things, ain't it? You know, um, sometimes you need to go further afield to to follow your dreams. So that's what I did. Yeah, it's like fair to say that like when I come to see you in, I come to visit you in 2010, mate. I, I couldn't believe the attention you was getting. And would it be fair to say you could walk down Bexley High Street and not half the people would know you wouldn't be getting the same oh, attention oh, as you do in Sweden? My mum probably walked past me. <laughs> 
So no, yeah, it's funny. It's like you switch on and switch off, you know. So it's it's quite funny, really. But um, yeah, I don't don't mind it at all. Right, let's go back to the very beginning. Born in Southwark, twenty third of August, nineteen seventy nine. Yeah, um, yeah, um, Queens Road, Brimington Estate, um, Born and Bridge. So I lived there till I was, I think, fourteen, and then I moved up to Bexley Heath. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's when I met you. Yeah, at Kentwell, proper Kentwell. But um, <laughs> when, when did you first remember it being a thing, Millwall being an actual thing that you was aware of and, and wanted to get involved in? Uh just as long as I can remember, to be honest with you. Um, going down, going down the the old den every Saturday. Going down the uh, the Colton pub before before the game, and then um, was it the uh, Crown and Anchor? There was the two pubs that my old man used to take me to before the game. Um, so, and I, I was quite lucky, really, because of the era that mm. I went to the games in the 88, 89 season, 1991, where we were, well, it's our best seasons ever, weren't it, really? Um, yeah. Especially the first season up, you know? So, they were my heroes. The crowds were amazing. Um, the atmosphere was amazing. And you, it was a real, real buzz around the town, do you know what I mean? Around, around, around the area. So um, it was natural that, you know, everyone played football. We used to play over the green, over the um, big concrete green there. I think they've got AstroTurf there now. Um, but used to play over there with all the lads and that. And all of, all of us wanted to be, most of my mates wanted to be footballers. So, and that was probably down to the heroes that we used to go watch every Saturday. Mm. Who were your favourite type of players there at the den? Um, uh, Teddy Sheringham was was my out-and-out favourite. Um, I used to mimic him, and I was lucky enough to go to a few soccer schools when we were younger. So um, got to meet him quite a few times, and met him later on, actually a couple of years ago again. Um, Terry Erlock was he was just I think probably because the old man and all the older lot used to like him, so you know used to pay attention to him cause when he used to rattle you, rattle someone. Or, or or someone used to tackle one of our players and everyone used to see Terry's going to get you. It's like you knew he was going to get within the next two minutes someone who was going to rattle someone. Yeah. Um, and it just lifted the crowd. So I loved him. Um, I liked uh, Kevin O'Callaghan and Jimmy Carter on the wings. They were they were really um, exciting, you know. And Cass, of course. So, mm. But, um, yeah, I also got, I got a chance to meet Brian Orme over here because he works he's, he's been over here he works with a lot of the Swedish clubs that's right, yeah, um, that's right. doing the pre-season stuff so I got to meet him and talk about stuff so he, he was one of the heroes as well yeah he's a legend already. you were right and saying we're the same age I think you might just be a school year older than me but by the by growing up I'll say the same thing at that time you didn't realise as a kid that was the best it was ever going to well to this point yeah. it was ever going to be yeah no, nah, no, nah, not at all, not at all. I remember the, the games, I was ball boy, I was ball boy um, against Aston Villa um, at home when, when Erlock scored that off by the Oli. Yeah, I remember. Mean, um, yeah. I think it was, was it 2-2 or two, did we win 2-0? I think we won 2-0. Oh, that was when the, I watched that back recently, the, kick, the pitch was so badly cut up. He scores at a cold oh, yeah. game, didn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah. it was, um, it might have been Jimmy Carter scored the first one. Um and uh, I was ball boy against Man United as well at home. It's a funny one. <laughs> it was a funny one. That was the that was the moment I realised how hard footballs were, proper footballs. 
I've gone, Dad, I'm standing on a thing, the ball's come over and I've got all my me, all me mates behind me, right? So I'm giving it Charlie Big Potatoes, you know, I'm standing there, I'm like, no. black spool tracksuit on. Do you remember the ball boys yeah. ones? Black, yeah. All black hoodies and all that. Anyway, the ball's come over and I could have left it, but I've decided to like, you know, be a bit busy and try and get it. I've got it and I've caught it, but it's sort of like, rubbed against me and my chin about 50 times. Got dig, 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 dig. Yeah, oh, mate, yeah. I felt like I was getting punched. The thing is, I've got all my mates behind me, right? So my, my jaw for the first half was absolutely ringing. I'll never forget. I remember, I think it was Paul Wintz coming over and throwing it to Paul Wintz and trying to put on a brave face. But, yeah, that, that was a good, good, good time as well. So we've done a few of these... Um... You know, one of our own people have come on. They've been brilliant. Johnny Garton and Louis McCarthy, Scarsgill. But I said before, we need to be careful here because you could actually talk Millwall and Millwall memories and Millwall games even more than I could. You should be doing this channel, really. <laughs> Go all day, mate, couldn't you? Go all day. Yeah. But, um, yeah, especially in the old days, you know. Um, like I said, mm. I used to travel everywhere. So, you know, I was I was there when, when we got the 1-1 at Liverpool away. You know, I remember the night game, Norwich. Remember that? Robert Fleck, Robert that last Fleck, minute goal there. Yeah, exactly. Brilliant times, mate. Just good moments, mate, yeah. We, what do you remember about the old den? We, we're one of the lucky few. Um, we left there when we was like 13-14, but I've got slightly... Yeah. yeah, I've got so many memories. I, mean, I even remember watching England England, England B, I think, down there. I really? remember Terry Erlock playing yeah. and Brian Orn. Yeah, I remember because Ian Wright was sitting in the stand. So we went over to Ian Wright. He was, I think he was playing for Palace at the time. Or oh, it might have just, you know, I think it was Palace at the time, yeah. Um, and um, I was there the last game of the season. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a funny story. Um, the, the, we used to, after a while, we, used to, we were cold blow lane for, for years. And then for some reason, we started going halfway. And um, the last game of the season, uh, the last game ever at the old den, sorry. Mm. Um, people running on a pitch, yeah, like during the game. So, Couple of people have gone on, and so I've gone on. My mate Darren, I remember, never forget. He runs on a pitch, and I follow him. So we run on a pitch. He gets the match ball. We run on the other side with the family. Was it the seats directly opposite? Yeah. yeah. So now I've got to get back, right? So I've got to run on a pitch again. So I run back on a pitch to get back. But stewards come, so I run on the, like the away end, but the Millwall side. So I've jumped over there. Moaning, yeah. And then I've managed to. Tell the uh, steward, like, get me back in, gone back there. And at the end of the game, everyone's standing up there, ready to run in and that. And I'm up on the fence again. And my old man's come down and he's gone, whatever you do, don't run on that pitch. Because I was playing for Millwall at the time, I forgot to mention. It's <laughs> probably the reason why I didn't get a contract. <laughs> but, um, um, but yeah, so, uh, and then everyone was running on and he, he tapped me on the shoulder and went, go on. So in the end, I ended up getting on the pitch. So we got the net. And it was hilarious where we lived. I lived in, in, in a flat and all the flats, it, you could tell we went to the game because people had like JVC, <laughs> JV, you know, that's <laughs> the responsible JVC and Mike's painting the decorating thing and all that. You know what I mean? He went, he went. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, that is classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was me and an, another geezer. Yeah, so I managed to get a seat. I was trying to knock the seat off and one of the, one of the, um, I think one of the coaches come over to me and another player was there and he said, if you ever want to play for Millwall again, you better go home. 
to me, yeah, yeah, of course. And then he turned and carried on knocking his chair <laughs> Um, So, I mean, I got the chair, the net. Someone got the net and they shared it all, cut it all up and shared it. So I've still got that. You got the Winston um, League cable sign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, so um, that was that was obviously a great man, a funny one, but it was a great, great memory. And as you said there, you said you was a Millwall player at the time. You started out playing for Athenley, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, down at Nunhead. Um, it was weird because I started playing football really late. Um, mm. I didn't I didn't join Athenley till I was 11. Yeah. So I always used to play in the estate with my mates and all that. And I was probably, out of all my mates, I was probably the last one to, to join a club. And um, I went down Athenley, um, did a trial thing. I played a, a training match against the Welsh team. Weird. I don't know what they were doing, but playing it. And um, <laughs> I scored four goals. We won four nil. I scored four goals. So they went, yeah, you, you, we're psyched. We'll have you. Um, and um, I, yeah, I did really well the first season, got player of the year and top goal scorer and all that. And Mills signed me straight away. Um, so, I, you know, back then you used to play for your Sunday league team. Yeah. Funny enough, I said that to my boy the other day. He's moaning about joining the team and playing one day a week. I said, I used to play for the school, the district, your pro yeah. club. Well, you was only like one day a week. You didn't really play football or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. I mean, I think about my son, he trains even more, but he's only, he's only at one team. But back then, do you know what I mean? Like you say, you had your school, you had you had everything. Mm. So, um, and it was it was a bit weird. I, I, my experience at Millwall was, I, I don't know, I think it was probably my passion for the club. And I think it's really hard hard to to play for a team that you you love so much and I felt I felt I weren't the same player when I put the shirt on I felt I was a little bit I mean people know me as an aggressive player but something happened to me when I was playing for Millwall I just it was more about I don't know it, it was a weird weird feeling I didn't really um live live my true potential at the club so I, I wasn't I wasn't too surprised I was I was surprised but I weren't Totally shocked when I didn't when I didn't get YTS. You know, I was gutted, mate. Absolutely gutted. Um, and the thing is, I remember the talk was that because of my birthday, you mentioned it, Mark. It's not a lot of difference in it. And they they apparently thought that my um, I was going for YTS the year after because it's August twenty third. So it's one of them. I think the thirty first was a cut off point for that. So you're a school year older than me, but you're only about four months older than me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it was, it was gutting, um, and it's, it's an art, it's an hard one to take. And, um, but lucky enough at the same time, um, there was this sitting ball, uh, sitting ball in, uh, I think they were in the Dr. Martin's Premier League or something. Mm. They were doing this YTS. Yeah, I remember. Um, so, um, so there, there was, they did this massive trial. It was hundreds of kids done yeah. this massive trial and Alan Walker and Steve Lovell, um, were um, were the coaches there, so the old Mill connection. So, so I thought, ah, oh, that it must be a good thing. Went down there, they had a pucker stadium and all that, and yeah, they was having a right go at that point, weren't they? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember them signing signing a player called Raphael Mead from he played at Arsenal and then went to Portugal and played for Sporting Lisbon, and he was earning a he was earning a nice wage down at Sittingbourne. So they were they were really splashing it out. So yeah. I went there and. Did my YTS there, um, so and um, it went went well there as well. Yeah, he did think I know people a lot of people won't know the names. Did Brad Winfield do it? Yeah, Mark Aldino, 
James Griffiths as well. James Griffiths. Yeah, Mark, yeah, Jack Griffiths was there. Yeah. Um, what's it called? Um, New Emblem was there. Oh yeah. Went on, went on to uh, Wolverhampton. Mm. Um, yeah, Paul Horlock was there. So there was, yeah, some 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 decent players were there. Do you know what I mean? It was a good experience for me. It was it, it was probably a little bit too easy for me, um, and I think that's why I had my off the field issues um, that later on probably caused me, <laughs> um, yeah, some problems. But um, yeah, that's um. Well, yeah, you end up getting in the. I said I played against you at this point for you from Belvedere youth team. Is they feel Collier broke his leg? You, you beat us 4 2 that day. I think we're definitely sure we finished above in the league, though. But, um, uh, yeah, I scored. you scored a penalty, yeah. So I've got an yeah. angle. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to leave that one out. <laughs> was, was, that, was that after the goal went in, picking out the net, or was that the angle? <laughs> like anywhere, anywhere, either yard of me, you know it's going in. But, then, yeah, and then, I mean, look, you, I played against you at this point. You was a good, you was a right winger, by the way, for those that didn't know. Was you, yeah, would you say you was a right? Attacking winger. Yeah, well, I was yeah, centre forward or or winger. Yeah, white yeah. winger. Yeah. And I thought you was good. I thought you was uh, as good as anyone else there. I didn't think really you was better. But then you all of a sudden we were in. Hang on, he's in the first team. And now, hang on, he's on trial at Aston Villa. I'm like, fucking hell, fair play to him. Yeah, it, it all went really quick, mate. And I think I think going back to it, I think it was like a mentality change. Yeah. I think the mill thing, mill thing, like hurt me, and then I. The quality maybe at Sittingbourne, well, the quality at Sittingbourne definitely weren't what I was used to at Millwall. Yeah. Um, and I, I think when you, you're only as good as the people around you, do you know what I mean? You either go up a level or you come down a level yeah. sometimes. Um, um, and I felt I come down a level at times, but at the same time I was training every day. So I was really, I was really fit. Um, I was enjoying my football again. Um, and then when I broke into the first team, um, even that, even that one, you know, I was at, I went out the night before. I went out with the, with the boys. I went to was it Zen's the night before. I didn't think I was going to get a call up, so I was absolutely paralytic. And I got the call up, and um, Saunders picked me up in the morning. Slept all the way to the to sitting bone. Then I slept all the way to wherever we played away. Um, didn't think I was going to get on. Um, got on and scored. <laughs> <laughs> we won we won two nil. I got on, I scored the one nil one. Um it was like late in the game. And then another another young kid come on and scored as well. So we won the game. And that probably was the worst thing that ever happened to me because I thought I'll do that every week now, that's fine. I'll do that every week now, that's easy, yeah. you know. Um <laughs> but um but it was hilarious, it was it was brilliant. I was I think I was 17, you know, men's football because it was non-league, so it's proper men's football and yeah. on the bus and the banter and they're getting good crowds yeah. at that point as well. Yeah, they were getting decent crowds. Yeah, I remember playing a couple of. Um, actually, played against Millwall, played against Arsenal. Um, um, Nicholas Anelka was playing, Seaman, and all this. Do you know what I mean? It was Luis Bomonte was playing. Well, you played against you played against Arsenal for Sittingbourne. Yeah, for Sittingbourne. Yeah, they had a pre-season friendly. You know, they used to go Millwall do it all the time. They go to Welling. Everyone's had a Welling getting a friendly against them, he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so it was good times. And then obviously I was, I was just on fire in the first team and then the Aston Villa thing come up um, and I was, I was you know, shocked and I went there, I went there for a week, weeks trial. Um, 
and I played against Coventry. Gordon Strachan was uh, was player for Coventry. He was player manager for the first team. Jesus. Um, and in my team, I had Lee Endry, Darius Vassell, J. Lloyd Samuel, God rest his soul, he passed yeah. away. Um, Gareth, did I say Gareth Barry? No, Gareth Barry, yeah, of course, would have been Gareth there. Barry, Gareth Barry. Um, uh, we lost 2-1. I scored, scored a goal, scored a half volley. Um, had a good game. They've done a circle after the game. It was Kevin McDonald, who was um, right. the assistant trainer. But it was Brian Little was there at the time. Wow. And he, um, he weren't at the game. He'd went, he was watching another game. Um, but I'd had a good week anyway. Spoke to him after the game. And he, Kevin said, like, yeah, it's all looking good. You know, like, he definitely has the quality. I, I, the report back will be great. Um, and then um, Aston Villa put a bid in for me. Did they really? So, did they? Yeah, yeah, they put a bid in for me. I remember speaking to Phil Collier on the way home, you know. He nicked the tracksuit because they gave me a tracksuit and I, I let him boy, he still got it. He won't be wearing it no more, mate. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, love you, Phil. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, speaking to Phil and, and I was just saying like, oh yeah, you know, I had a pucker game. It, sort of, it seemed all good. And literally all week, because um, I went back and all week, Every other day, there was something in a paper, like the Gazette, Kent Gazette, you know, mm. about it and negotiations going on. And I'm standing at, I'll never forget, I'm standing at Gillingham train station, Dan. And um, I just thought I'd go and have a look at the papers, if there's anything. So I've had a look, opened it up, back page, Villa Dream falls through for Pavey. And it's got there and it's got the manager saying, oh, yeah, you know, he's taking it well and, you know, he's definitely got the quality. There'll be other games, other clubs and all that. So, um, and I'll, I'll get picked up by a couple of the players to, to go to whatever game it was. And I was just, I just switched off. I, I literally can't remember much after, after that. And I think that's when um, I was so angry at the club. So they, uh, they, they obviously rejected it, they, not told you. And, and then on the, off their own back, put an article out about it as well. Well, wait, well, I've, I've still got it. I've still got the, I've still got the article. Do you know what I mean? And um, I think I put it up on Instagram a, a couple of years ago or something. But anyway, because um, they couldn't agree terms, apparently. Um, and they wanted Sittingbourne to be like a nursery club down, down in Kent. You know, like they've got the feeder club. club. Yeah, yeah. yeah, feeder club, like plotted around the country. And that's the villa. Were, they were actually probably ahead of their time at back then doing it yeah. um and it did i just lost my head mate if i'm honest with you my head went rightly so uh and i'll uh like looking back if i would have just you know took it like a man and um just said all right it is what it is knuckle down and carry on but instead i went the opposite way um bad attitude um was going out before i was, I was, I was doing i was doing all right but i was just yeah I mean, I was, I was, I was having a lot of nutty things happening off the field and that, and um, and it was affecting my game. Um, I think it was weird because I was speaking to my old man and he was just talking about general football, and he said like, you know, would you ever thought about playing abroad? And this is the god's honest truth. We were, t I was talking about Barcelona. He went, oh, what's your favourite? What team would you love to play? Like, and I was like, oh, Barcelona, of course, you know, like Barcelona. Um, and Dan, I'm telling you, two days later, the phone rang. And it was um, it was the, the guy that scouted me, that's the Villa scout. 
Yeah. And he said to me, um, are you interested in playing abroad? I've got a contact. And I'm thinking, it's not going to happen, is it? <laughs> I'm not going to Spain, am I? <laughs> and uh, so I'm going, yeah, yeah, definitely. I said, me and my old man were just literally talking about it a couple of days ago. And he went, yeah. I said, which country? He went, Sweden. Sweden. Um, and he went, yeah. And he said, oh, yeah. And he told me about the team. And apparently the team was a, a team that had just come down from the top league um, and all that. And I was just like, I've got to get away. I'm, I'm, I'm having murders here. Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah. doing things. I need to just get away and knuckle down. So I went four weeks trial. Um, I did really well. So they extended it to a month. Yeah. Um, I set up a winner in the, the local derby. So that got me some bonus points. And then I scored in my first start. Um, so that, and then they wanted to sign a two-year contract with me. But the thing is, Dan, I went there in the summer, mate. And this town is, it's a small village, really. The team's it's about, called Lundskil, is that right? <laughs> Young Sheila. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was me. That was me for about five years, mate. So I know you. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, I really practiced that as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Foul. Foul. Um, so I went there. I've, I've gone there in the summer, and um, this town is a. It, it, basically, everyone goes there in in the summer from the from Gothenburg, right? Right. No, it's not where Batman lives. That's what most people say. No. Right. Anyway. Um, so it's, it's about 45 minutes, an hour to, from Gothenburg. So everyone's got their summer houses there. So everyone from the city goes there in the summer and all that. It's lovely. By the coast, water and everything. So I've turned up there and it's lovely weather. Um, they, some of them were, were, it was full time, but some of them worked. So they used to train about mm. five o'clock, something like that. So during the day, I was down at, down at the sea, well, Playing football, I feel like Copacabana Beach. Don't we play all the football, all the food? They were sponsored by Nike, right? So we had all the Nike tempos here. Go and take this. All the I've coming from Sittingbourne. Do you know what I mean? Where you know? So I'm thinking this is the this is the nuts. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, had a really good start. Signed a contract, two year wallet. Went back to England. Had Christmas. Come back in January. Everyone had gone back to the city. <laughs> snow up to me knees like wild wild west mate like ghost town no one around i'm like that oh mate what have i done what have i done oh really uh, and it was really depressing the first couple of months it was so depressing mate it weren't they had this like i don't, I don't know what it was like they call it goose it's like a mix between concrete and sand that they used to train in back in the days oh. um, they have astroturf now but it was a weird weird old thing it was like when it was wet it was all right but when it was hard it done your knees in um so i just i was a little bit depressed in the beginning to be honest with you um but then i got going and everything and it was it was all right but again it is probably the wrong club for me to go to because mm. i was saying earlier about the level is the level was probably too low for me and i i come down so i was stuck there for a couple of years just i was doing all right i mean it was the yeah. second division in sweden but it was i weren't really again um, playing at the best ability, I think I could have done. You know, yeah. Second division in Sweden, in comparison, I suppose that it's going to be sort of the same sort of level as Sittingbourne, I would imagine. No, no, no. It was better. I mean, we played against uh, 
played against Leeds United. We lost 4-2 against Leeds United. They come over to, uh, and that was when Leeds United got to the semi-final of the uh, Champions League. So um, the only person that didn't, the only two people didn't play was um, um, Viduka and Rio. Everyone else played. They had Robinson in goal. Then at halftime, they changed for... Um, oh, so, um, yes, fair enough. So you, you'd gone to Sitting Ball then and you'd gone to Sweden, but you'd still, you'd stepped up a level, but you still didn't feel that was enough for you. No, nah, no, nah, but no, nah, not, not at all. I, you know, I mean... It, Nah, not at all. Because I was I was looking at the, the top league and I was thinking I should be playing there, but I won't get any opportunity. I got player the midfielder of the league two two years in a row. Mm. And no one had come in for me. And I was just thinking. And then um the team where I ended up signing for, AIK Stockholm, got relegated to the second division. Right. And I played against them at the uh Remember, do you remember when England played against Sweden and Brolin scored that nutty goal? Yeah. That's the, it does the, the, the celebration. celebration. Yeah. Lineker, Lineker comes off. I think it might have been his last game or something like that. And Graham Taylor took him off. It's when we didn't, it's, yeah. yeah. And he's screwed. So yeah. At that, that stadium, that's, that was, that was Eichel's home stadium. Right. Okay. So we've gone there and, and, and I've looked at this stadium and I'm thinking, I'm thinking about that game. And as much as I wanted to, on the way there, I think it's just another game. It's just another stadium. Yeah, yeah, but then when I come on the pitch, mate, it was it was the you know it's three tears. I was just like, oh my god, it was the biggest crowd I've ever played in my life, and I think it was only about eighteen thousand at the time because it was they were second division, and I ended up playing the game of my life, um, and they wanted to sign me straight away. Um, so at the, at the end of that season, I went. Um, I could come in for me, and I, and I ended up going there, and that's when it all really started happening. Yeah, yeah. Like, we'll, have, we'll have a long we'll have a long chat about that, but just. It's a, it's a good uh, different angle to have because what the story you've just told, I knew. But obviously, I, I knew at the time. So from my perspective, all the aggro stuff, I didn't I don't think he was going to mention it. We can cut it out. But you was, you was, you'd have it with anyone. Well, that's the first thing. Is that right? You had to, but he was, getting, he was getting in trouble. I remember Tommy at the time when he's gone to Sweden. He went, I love him. He went, but it's the best thing for him. He's got to get out there. And then for you to go out there, join that team. If I had to pick one of us lot that would... Be the last person to go and live abroad in a different culture and speak a different language, it would have been you without an absolute doubt. So I'm going, What's going on over there? What how's he getting on? And like, obviously, you're at this team. I think at first they said there's no real money in it. At first, you're just getting housed, fed, tracksuits. Yeah, I mean, at Young Sheely, it was like that. It was yeah. like I said, when I went to Iqua, I felt like I was a professional footballer. Yeah. It was the first time in my career I felt like I was a professional footballer. Mm. Um, at, at, at Young Sheely, it was more like, yeah, like you say, everything was paid for. I, I didn't think about it, but, you know, but it was just getting that. I, I was just getting by and everything. It was nothing special. But like I say, I digged in. Um, and then when I, when I got that move, I mean, that's when it, that's when it all happened. And that's, yeah, it's, it, it felt like it was meant to be, you know. Mm. And the funny thing with Icor is, when I played against them, they've they've got they're very similar to Millwall. The fans are very similar to Millwall fans, right? Um, they're very passionate, and they've got the same songs, but in Swedish. Oh, come on in. They've got no one likes us, right? So you can imagine me, right, playing this game, and they're singing "No One Likes Us," but it's in the "Allahotas, Allahotas," like everyone hates us, right? And and I'm like. 
but I'm I'm hearing, I'm not hearing the Swedish version. I'm hearing the Millwall version. <laughs> so after two minutes, I've absolutely rattled one of their players. So for 45 minutes, every time I got the ball, they booed me. Boo! Ah, you're swearing at me. But that's the worst thing you can do for me. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I want. So I'm, so I'm it. So I just, it's probably that tackle and them being against me made me have that game. Do you know what I mean? They got you signed, um, yeah. So, um, so yeah, but so they, they, they sing all the songs. They got a couple of songs there. Mill songs just translated. How'd you feel about that? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, of course. I, I, I love it, you know? Um, so, and I, I think it was good, like, you know, that like pals that have come over and seen the games Mm. Um, couldn't believe how, how big it was. Oh. Do you know what I mean? I mean, um, I say we talk about Phil, our mate Phil Collier, good, good mate, good mate for both of us. But he, like, he yeah. come over to you a lot, didn't he? And he come back and show yeah. me videos, mate. Like he's going off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, my, the 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 first derby I played in was thirty four thousand, and then I ended up leaving Icor and then going back to them, to yeah. the new stadium, Friends Arena, where Slatan does that overhead kick, you know, when they beat England, four, four, yeah. three or four. That, that was, that's Ayako's home ground now. It's, was it 50, 52,000? So the derby I played there was 48,000 people. Okay. And it's just like electric. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and for me, that was the dream from the beginning. Like that's what that's what every youngster wants to they want to play in the big games, you know what I mean? Mm. Um and it's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a shame now the way football's gone, you know, how people's careers are, you know, I always say it, now it feels like a player is judged by how much money he makes rather than what he what he's actually achieved in the game. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and uh, the, the money in Sweden is nowhere near like the money in England. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I'm really proud of what I achieved. You know, there's I played in the Champions League. I played in Europa League. Um, mm. I won. I won. I won the league, the highest league. I've won league four different leagues here. Uh, the cup here. Do you know what I mean? So mm. I, I can always take that with me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I ain't got a Ferrari outside, but I've got that. <laughs> oh, you got the memories, but it's, it's so true. Like, when I used to do these 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 soccer am shoots, these you, you know the drills, you, we ch you chat the manager afterwards, and we sit there and they go like, "These kids now, they've all got houses booked." Like this kid was on loan from Chelsea to Brentford. I can't even remember who it was at the time about four years ago, and he had like thirty houses. Never kicked yeah. a ball in the first team, so it's just more, more yeah, proper football still out there in Sweden. Pro proper, like wanting it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think and I think now now because there's been so many Englishmen that have come over now. Like that was the thing. I, I later on met Teddy, and I and I he played for Jurgården, which is Eichel's rivals. He was out here, he come out here when he was playing Millwall. He was sent out here. Um, um, I think Vinnie Jones, Peter Crouch was out here playing in Division Three. Yeah, alone from Tottenham. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so. Other than that, there weren't that many people really going abroad. People will either go, people prefer to go down to non-league, mm. and then what happens is they end up getting a job and doing it 50-50 and then falling out of football or just being happy playing non-league. Mm. Now you see all the youngsters going even younger abroad, going to Portugal, going to Spain, going to Sweden. There's loads of English lads yeah. over it. Do you know what I mean? So my 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 advice to any of the youngsters, you know what I mean? You, you just got to keep believing in yourself and and 
follow your dream wherever it is. Do you know what I mean? And and I think sometimes taking, I mean, I, to, I moved here when I was 18, Dan. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Never lived on my own before, you know. All of a sudden, I mean, what was the culture shock like for you? I know, I know how much you used to love Jim Palace and things like that on a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it was a big culture shock, mate, to be honest with you. Um, and uh, just, you know, me, me, just be pie and mash. I mean, everyone laughs all the time. Like, people think, I'm drooling, mate. When I see people post things down a pie and mash, I'm drooling. I come home and everyone knows the first thing I do is go down a pie and mash shop. Yeah. Um, it's silly things like that you just, that you crave, do you know what I mean? Mm. Biscuits, certain biscuits or... Even me PG tips. Now they started selling them here, but silly things like that, you know. I've got yeah. to have about four tea bags in me tea mm. for it to taste like strong enough. So they're diff different things. The music that I listened to at the time. I mean, the youngsters, the eighteen-year-olds that I was hanging around with, or the, the players that I was hanging around with, they weren't into the sort of music I was into. I used to go up and Channel Club and things like that, didn't I? And I was yeah. coming here and then listened to Jimi Hendrix and I was like, you know, nothing wrong with Jimi Hendrix, but... <laughs> I thought he was going to say that, um, <laughs> Now, that's that later on, but um, yeah, so it was, it was certain things and I, I was together with a Swedish girl and it was the same, it was just, you know, the banter and things like that. And I joke, it'd take me half an hour to try and explain a joke that I'd done. Do you know what I mean? So it was just like... Moments past, love. Moments past. Also, as well, like just not just saying it because you're on. You are a massive Mill fan, so to step away from that and like I know every time you've come back, we've gone to games together, sat together in, in the East Lower. Like at times, that be like, fuck me, I'm gonna have to miss. I can't go Mill ever, really. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean to, to be honest with you, when I started playing myself, it was very difficult to go and see games. Anyway, mm. I, the only games I'd be able to normally see would be midweek. Do you know what I mean? Because I'd play on a Saturday as well. Um, so um, I probably got to see Millwall more when I moved away, to be honest with you. Right. Uh, every time I come back, I'd go to, to a game and that. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, but I, you, I, I, follow, I follow the team, of course. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard. From a distance, it's hard. Um, but I follow the team. And it's, it's good to see the, you know, the youngsters coming through all the time. You know, that, that, I think that's a good inspiration to, to the other youngsters in the, in the club that, you know, you can go all the way to the first team. And, and mm. Millwall is a good club like that. You know, they are giving the youngsters the opportunity. So mm. that's good to see. But it is, it is a shame that I missed, missed the games. Um, but I had, I had really good moments there, you know what I mean? Going to Wembley and, you know, and being, being lucky enough to be in the best ever and seeing all them games. Yeah. So... But and and to be honest with you, that you've probably seen more Millwall games than um, here than than I did when I was in England because they show a lot of the games. Mm, yeah, yeah, I was watching the um, Watford game the other day. It was live on TV. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. With a geezer from Deptford and a geezer from Woolwich. Can you, can you imagine that? Uh, where has that come about? No, because, oh, they're, they're friends of mine that live here. I met them, but they, there's there's a uh, pub called the uh, Tudor Arms, and it's the oldest. Oldest English pub in 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 Sweden, definitely in Stockholm. Um, so it's blinding, mate. It's like home from home, and like you know, people come to banter and that. And you've got all the different people. You got you know, 
Northern Pete and all blah blah. It's it's blinding. Um, and there's you got Ray who's, who's Millwall and Ray Ray's proper up to date with all of it. So he's always informing me about you know especially the youngsters coming through. You know, um, so so yeah, go down there and it's a good banter there at the, at the pub. Do you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah. You said um, the IK fans are quite similar to Millwall fans um, in a way. We'll get on to you winning the league in a minute and, and when I come to visit you. But firstly, is it fair to say that they're very similar to Millwall fans, but their expectation level is a lot higher? Uh, in regards to winning things? Winning things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, um, like I said, you know, it's, it's a club that's it's got good history. Um but I mean, you would think they win the league every every year, but they don't. Um, yeah. It's like every nine years or something like that. And before before we won it, it was I think it was something like twenty years before that. Um, but because they they always have good runs in Europe. Um, I mean, they were in they they were in, in I think it was ninety eight. They were in the group stage with Arsenal, Fiorentina, and. Who's the other team? Barcelona. Who's the other team? <laughs> I've not mentioned Fiorentina and Arsenal. Anyway, yeah. So, um, so that, so, and, and I'll, I'll remember that because that was the, the, the time when I moved out. I think it was 99 actually. And I yeah. remember watching it on TV and thinking, wow, I'd love to play there. Um, and then later on, they had another, another um, good run in, in Europe where they, they were in Napoli and PS, PSV. Um, so, I mean, they're well known actually around Europe, you know. Yeah. But I think it's probably more uh, very similar to Millwall. It's probably more famous for the fans than than the actual football. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the actual uh, production um, on the pitch. So I remember when I come to visit, I think it's two. I think it's two ten. Stag do. Yeah. His name. I wasn't going to say his name. I can bleep that out because I was going to say I was going to make a joke about the stag do lasted longer than the marriage, but. <laughs> uh. I don't think he'll be watching. He's Palace. I don't think he'll be watching. Um, and all, all the, on the nights out, all the fans were doing something. So you're doing this with their fingers. And I was like, what's that about? And he was like, I was just going, Kenny. I'm doing and they, that was the amount of years, whatever they was doing since IAK had won the league. And at that point, yeah, you, 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 you went on to. Yeah, I think you you come over the year after we won it. We won a double. Right. Well, actually, uh, and then the... Then the actually it was called the, they called it the triple, but the, the next cup was the the year after. Mm. Uh, but it was a long time coming. Do you know what I mean? And I had I think because the way the way I played, I call you Millwall Kenny as well, didn't they? The fans. <laughs> yeah. So I've got a t-shirt. I, I, I've got a t-shirt that they made, and it's um, on the back. There's they the fans. They they got a couple of songs, um, and one of them is. Uh, Oh, Kenny Pavey, you're the love of my life. Oh, Kenny Pavey, I'll let you shag my wife. Oh, Kenny Pavey, you're the love of my life. And they've, they've got that song, print, the, the, the lyrics printed on the back of the shirt. And on the yeah. front, there's a St. George flag, the Icor badge, only one Kenny Pavey. And then on either side of it is the two Millwall Lions. Oh, blinded. Um, so I've, I've, I've still got it. Um, so... Um, so yeah, so they they know I, I love Millwall and everything, and um, as I said, you know there are very similarities in 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 the clubs, but because the way I played and that re really early on, um, I got a really good connection with the fans. Yeah. Um, 
and um, it just it just grew really. So um, I think it was I think it was last year I was invited back to be an honorary guest, um, which was nice. A fan baron, I think they call it, where you go out with the flag before the game and that. So it was a nice moment. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You know? Mm. Um, and I have to, I have to say, um, going back to when we won the double, um, I got a letter from Millwall um, the day before the game. Oh, really? saying, wishing me all the best, uh, good, good luck at the game. And if you, win, if, you win the game, if you win the game, we'd like to invite you and your family down to the den. That's brilliant. Um, That's brilliant. So obviously we went there, we won the game, we won the league. And my son's first ever game at Millwall, um, he's on a pitch getting <laughs> photographed. So there was like a four page bit in the programme and that that I've got, which... For me, it was just like, what a moment. And also, it just showed what, a, what an amazing club Millwall is. Do you know what I mean? How many, how many clubs would, would do something like that for a player that only played in their youth team? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that went, that, that went a long way for me. Do you know what I mean? So my love for, for the club just grew even more. So that was a special moment, you know? I remember going on there, my uncle as well. So, you know taking a pitch and all that. So it was a really special moment. Your boy's going to think that's going to happen every time he goes back to the mill now, though, on the pitch. Yeah, well, he's been down a couple. The last time he went, oh, what was the last, uh, one game he went, oh, I felt so sorry for him. The poor boy, he's, he's obviously, he's got every Millwall kit since he was born, right? 
so obviously when he goes to school, all these powers have got Real Madrid, Barcelona. <laughs> He's in with the Millwall, do you know what I mean? Bless him. You know, yeah. you know, I know he I know he likes Barcelona, but he whenever I'm around, he sees his Millwall fan. And we took him to the game and we got thumped, I think 5-0 or something silly like that. And uh, he's on his own. Everyone was downstairs having a beard. He was he was up there on his own, still clapping him. Like, he was just buzzing <laughs> to be there. Do you know what I mean? Bless him. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. He's turned out a player himself as well, mate, hasn't he? Yeah, he's doing well, Charlie. Yeah, he's doing well. So, we'll just see how it goes. No pressure. Let him just enjoy it. Do you know what I mean? I'm just happy that he's... Because there's so much things that comes with playing sports, you know, from yourself, you know. Um, you know, keeps keeps them off the street, keeps them fit. Feels like they follow instructions better, you know. Uh, so you know, it feels like they grow up a little bit, a little bit more mature when they when they have to take instructions, you know. Mm. And I, he's playing at Ico as well, so he has the same number as me. So it's, it's no pressure, it's nice, you know? no pressure, son. You said just talking about it, you. you... You always had confidence in your own ability, and I like that. That's good. So you saw I played with City, but went on the pitch, got on the pitch, scored. Went to Aston Villa, scored. Went here, I thought I was too good for this Swedish club. Went to AAK. You're just pushing yourself and pushing yourself. Was there ever a, a, a sliding doors moment when you could have had the opportunity to come back to England when you was at your peak? Or yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this was uh, this is one of the things I forgot to tell you, mate. <laughs> um, I quit football for a year. Do you know what? I don't remember. I don't know if you remember, I come home for, for, for a year and I think I, I played, I, I say I quit. I was, I went, I, I went and I weren't playing for about six months and then Walks was a down at Tunbridge, Tunbridge uh, Angels, yeah, they were yeah. called. I can't remember what they were called. Yes. And, um, and he said, like, what are you doing? I was playing, I was playing with um, some pals at a silly league, just playing football. Um, and uh, he said, he said, what are, you, what are you doing here? Like, come, come down here. And he was giving me a bit of money, like every game. Um, and I, I got in a bit of trouble over here. <laughs> um, it was, it was after a couple of years. Um, and in in the summer, in the summer, Barnsley in the championship uh, were watching me. Um, and they wanted me to come over in the su in the summer break, you know, because we have a, a summer break here. Yeah, most yeah. most countries apart from England, so we have a little summer break. So I flew home, and I went to Barnsley. Uh, and back then I was like, I'm I'm not big. I've never been big, but back then I was, you know, what you see is not what you get with me. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So I, I and. I think Nigel Spackman, as soon as he saw me, they were struggling. As soon as he saw me, he thought, nah, this 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 kid's not he's, he's not gonna be what I need to, to get out of this. You look, you look a lot you look a lot bulkier now than you was then. Yeah, well I'm about 15 kilos difference, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But I I went I went to um but I went there and he said that and I did a one training session, Dan. And he came to me and he said, um, he said, look, um, we're struggling and I'm looking for someone with a bit more stature. He said, but there's a training, an intern, um, intern match tomorrow. If you want to play, you're more than welcome. I'm like, you've invited me. You're, you've scattered me to come here. Someone's told you to come I've come, come from fucking Sweden, by the way. I ain't come from Doncaster. I mean. So, um, 
So I've so I've gone, yeah, like, now I've got the now I've got the yum. So I've gone, yeah, yeah, of course I'm on a play. You know, I've come all this way. Anyway, so <laughs> we played this game and I've just gone around and absolutely lapped every single person on that pitch. Honest, I'm knocking them up and down, blah, blah, blah. Scored, come on one-on-one with a goalkeeper and I've done like a step over, gone round and put it in. And there was a few Barsley fans there and they were like cheering me on. Anyway, we're walking off the pitch. Spackman's come up to me. Can you come in my office after the, after the, the thing? So I'm like, yeah, well. anyway, um, I've gone in there and he's and he, with the, another trialist. And he said, just want to say uh, thanks for coming. Uh, we'll be speaking to the agents. And I was like, yeah, all right, whatever. So I'm on my way home. My agent calls me. He went, I heard it went really well. I went, yeah, but you know what he, what he said yesterday. He went, no, 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 no. He, he, he really likes you. Done a U-turn. He's done a U-turn. Yeah. So I've gone, all right, what does this mean? He went, right. He said, they ain't got the money to buy you. He said, but your, my contract went, was going out in about three, three months. He went, as soon as your contract's out, you can go there. It's going to give them time to move people out. You move in. I went, oh, blinding. He went, just go back, continue. I'll sort all the rest out. Go back, continue playing. Everything will be sweet. No problem. Barnsley get relegated. Nigel Backman, Smackman uh, gets the sack. That's that. Um, Ed went again. Uh, <laughs> exactly the same thing as Aston Villa. Obviously not learned me this one. Uh, something happened. It's the passion. It's because you really fucking care. Do you know what I mean? Mate, but it's being so close. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, But the thing is, it's not because of what I've done. It's because of the situation. The situation. Football, yeah, and just thought, <laughs> it's not meant to be. So I ended up working as, um, I ended up working um, on the roofs a couple of days a week, Did working work with Alan Morris. Morris. What's that? Alan Morris. Didn't you work in Bagger at one point or a clothes shop as well? Worked at, um, what's the name of the store? Um, Choice. In Woodass. So I worked, I worked seven days a week, right? I worked at Woodass uh, half the time. Then I worked on the roof a couple of days. Then I worked with Alan Morris. Then I would go and play on a, a train a couple of days with Tunbridge and then play on a Saturday. And I was literally at Wednesday to Sunday still. Um, and then I'm sitting on a roof, right? And the phone call comes from an old player that is going back to Young Sheely as a manager. And he says, what you're doing? And I spoke to I remember speaking to Al Morris. He went, just give it one more go. Yeah. And I went, well, you, went you, back you, out there. At that point, you thought, yeah, I'm done. That, so this is actually yeah, that before, was, his, was this before you'd even played for IAK? Was it after? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I went back, the season I went back to Young Sheely, we won the league. Uh, and then the season after that, went to Ico. So... Yeah. It's just mad, mate. Do you know what I mean? So Looking I could have given up. Gave it one, one last chance. Looking back on it now, like with the experience you got, was you, at the time, was you thinking, "What's everyone's problem? I'm fuck. I'm getting paid. I'm playing football. I'm going out on a piss." What's other people must be going, like, especially in Sweden? Like, well, hang on, what are you doing, mate? Must have like yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just I, I don't know. It's a mix between immaturity, not really caring thinking I could do everything. I was trying, I wanted my cake and eat it. Do you know what I mean? And mm. obviously that reflected, you know, in my performances or in, in the, the, 
the situations I was getting myself into, like, you know what I mean? In my life at the time, you know, I was having, I was just having murders. So yeah, Sweden saved me twice. Mate, I, like, I can't believe like to, to uh, express it and stress it enough to people. Like, well, yeah, well, much of a loose cannon you was to have much of a sensible, mature person you are now. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> it's fucking mad. I, I think you know. To be honest with you, um, I, I think my my ex has a lot to to play in this. Do you know what I mean? I, I think I think you need someone strong with you. Do you know what I mean? Um, and it felt like um, she was a big part of that. To be honest with you, um, just knuckling down. Um, and then obviously, when you have kids, you grow mm. up, don't you? Of course. Um, so I, I think that helps a lot as well. You know. Mm. So it was literally. It was around that time that everything just started going my way. Do you know what I mean? When I moved back and I just was a little bit more settled. I weren't going out as much. I was knuckling down. And that's what happens, ain't it? You know what I mean? When you're focused. Yes, mate. And then you say, so go to IAK. And I, I may not stress this enough, other you you are a fucking legend, IAK. You're, you've got a cult following amongst the fans. I actually, I don't know if we can put, I'll put it on a screen during the edit, but you, I see but people with ta Kenny Pavey tattoos, the fucking lot. So yeah. what's it like to leave, like leaving the club? How did that come about? And that was that a decision you wanted to take or was that your hands? Um, the first, the first time, uh, the f so I was there. I didn't want to, I didn't want to leave. Um, but I think I was 30, might have been 32, 33. And you know, you know, with fans, it's, People always think it's about the money and all things like that. Do you know what I mean? So they naturally assume that Ali wanted too much money. Yeah. Um, I actually they was going down in salary, and I just bought an apartment um, at the same time. And if I would have taken that contract, oh, it would have been it, it would have been tough. Yeah. Uh, um, so I decided, um, okay, maybe it's time to to, to leave. I didn't want to didn't want to leave. Um, but it was it was it was a decision I had to make, and um, right at the end they offered me, "Do you sure you are you sure you don't want to take this thing? You know they you know take take it and, and yeah. stay." But I'd already I they'd done this big send off for me, you know, and, and all the fans, and I was like, "People, it's silly now to, you know." And well, I, eventually, was, eventually, they, well, eventually they got to where you wanted them to with a contract or close to. Nah, 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 no, 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 no. Dan, I, I, yeah. And, and anyway, um, you know, I had, I had a really good season that that the, the season before. You know, we sold a lot of players. Every time a, a team wins a league in Sweden, all the other European clubs just take them off. Sweden teams don't normally do that well in Europe because of that. They yeah. get you know, people don't understand how good the teams are because the the following year when they're in Europe, it's not the same team because all the other teams. Come and whether it's Norwegian or whoever, they just take everyone, you know. Um, and we went and I scored a lot of important goals to keep us up. And, and well, actually, we, we come we come second in the league. So you know, I was playing a lot, um, but it's, it's one of them things. And I and I went back to to Young Sheely, um, and I did really well there. And the manager there said, you know, stay with us. I signed a, I wanted to sign a three year contract. Uh, but they wanted to do like a um, what's it like one of them clauses, you know, like oh Players you can decide after, you could decide after one year. Right, yeah, so yeah, I was yeah. like, all right. So it weren't really good for me, but I said all right. So I went there, done really well, scored loads of goals, 
Are they the same division as IAK at this point? Nah, they, it was the league below. below right? uh, and then a team in the top league signed me again. So I went back to the top league again. What were they called? Osters? Surely that's not wrong. <laughs> nah, Usta. <laughs> oh, Swedish, you've got up to scratch. Oh, mate, do you know what? Hey, to be fair, I've never been to school um, to... Well, <laughs> I've been to school, but I've never been to school in Sweden to um, learn Swedish. All my Swedish that I know is just from being around people. Um, so I, I struggled in the beginning because my manager was English. It was that David did, Wilson. Really did it, yeah, I suppose. So he was just speaking English. It's only when I moved to Stockholm, everything was in Swedish, you know, um, so there's 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 a word called twelve more, all right? That means own goal. So I'm watching text TV and I keep seeing this twelve more come up. I'm asking people, who's this guy? He's on five scores every week. <laughs> so um, yeah. there's an easier option for, for own goal than twelve more. Yeah, it don't roll off the tongue, does it? Are you a natural? You are, mate. That yeah. was good. I'm not very good at English, mate. Let alone Swedish. Uh, uh. Yeah, and then you end up going back to AAK. Yeah, I, uh, again, I played against AAK. Um, had the game of my life again. Mm. Uh, this, this something just happens when I need to prove a point. I do it. Um, I, I scored, made an assist, hit the post, got man on a match, um, and it was it, the whole thing was really weird because. Um, my friend passed away. Um, he used to play for Icor, um, um and he's from Croatia. And uh, he, he died in his sleep. And Icor called me and asked me, invited me to the funeral in Croatia. Right. So I'm, I'm, I flew, first I flew up to Stockholm from Usta. And then with the team, we, we went to Croatia. Went to the funeral, um, amazing thing. Uh, he, he used to play, so like, he used to play for the national team, like under 21s and that. So all Modric, he knew all Modric and everything like that. And um, what's, what's the team? Um, Dinamo Zagreb. So we went to their stadium and we, we've gone up the lift and we've come out and this press conference, it was just, and everyone was kind of like clapping us. We come in, we sat down, it was just press everywhere. Um, done this big interview like there was all this talking sorry then we went to the funeral and it's the biggest funeral I've ever seen in my life it was massive they've got a statue of him what's his name? Ivan Torina um, they've got a big statue of him at where he rests um, so flew back three days later or five days later I think it was I have to play against Ayako it's like weird. It was weird. So one minute I'm having that moment. Next minute I'm playing against them. Um, and then at the end of the season, Eichel wanted to, to to sign me again, sign me back. So I went back to them, you know? Was it like, uh, a, like when, you left, when you left, when Millwall didn't want to sign you permanently, you said there's a little bit of a heartbreak and a weird feeling. Was there any bad feeling when you left IAK the first time? Or a little bit of disappointment maybe? That maybe held you back from wanting to go back? Or definitely not? I was feeling I was fuming. I was absolutely fuming, mate. Yeah. Um, I was gutted, fuming. And when, when I heard they wanted me back, I was, I was so angry because I'd, 
felt like a wasted two years because that's another, I don't know, 60 games. You know what I mean? The thing I, is, I, I, for this, sorry, who's the first thing you played for? What they called? Young Sheila. You, you've played for them three times, Lung Shili, but you yeah. don't even mention that in the same breath as IAK. So that's your club, isn't it, IAK? Yeah, it's, it's, I feel like a little bit disrespectful, but I just, it was just, that's where my the, the passion is. Do you know what I mean? When I put on that shirt, I mean, when I put on a football shirt, you go out there and you do your thing. Do you know what I mean? But when I, I think it's that the fans and, and just the atmosphere and, and everything, it's just, oh, I just, it's, yeah, electric. You know, I feel like I can run through walls. I, there's there's a famous goal that I scored, and and uh, it was a really it was in the derby, and um, we needed it to to stay in the race for the for the goal. It was only two games left after that, uh, and I come on and I score my first touch, and I run over the jumped over the sponsor boards. Then they've got these fences. And they've got spikes on the top of the fences. So I've jumped over one sponsor ball, jumped over another one, and I've just leaped up this fence and not realising about the spikes. So I've put my hand right through this spike. Well, not right through it, but it's sliced all my hand up. And I was going, I'm screaming like this, going absolutely bananas. Come down, banged it, you know. It took me about five minutes to get my breath back. Flavio, lifting Marcus Jonsson, and standing from Åbo och returen, Kenny Pavey som kommer in precis efter bara en minut så gör han målet. Och AIK är tillbaka i guldsätet. Snacka om succéinhopp. Jag tror det är fyra, fem, kanske sex svart gula tröjor in i offensivt straffområdet i inlägget kommer. Åbolo får en tåg på det. Poppen Björklund gör sitt bästa. Men Pejvi i situationen där. Inte offside. Emil Johansson nedanför. Är först framme på returen. Armas hinner inte dit. Poppen kan inte göra någonting. Pejvi är jättebra i i det här läget. Väldigt viktigt det där om man that stand weren't there, I probably would have carried on running all the way to God knows where. Do you know what I mean? But, um, and I remember afterwards, I must have, like, I don't know, I dared air back then. So I must have moved my air out of the way or something like this. But because of the blood on my hand, I not realised it because of the yeah. adrenaline. So I've got claret all over me, Murray. <laughs> so there's an Argentinian geezer in the team and he's going to me, okay, okay. Like this, and I'm going, yeah, sweet, 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 yeah, sweet. <laughs> he's going, okay. And he's pointing at his head, thinking, like, is, are, you, are you calm? Are you calm? Yeah. He's actually pointing all the blood around my face, but I don't, I, I don't, I don't see it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sweet, sweet, Pedro. Good <laughs> 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 job. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, brilliant. So, yeah, you, you end up going back to IK. So, was there a little bit of the old Kenny Pavey spitting the dummy out? No, fuck you, I'm not coming back when you did go back. Or would you... No, no, when I was fuming, fuming that, you know, I wasted them two years because yeah. under that under that two years, like I said, I could have got a lot more of appearances that I really wanted to really be up there. So I'm, I'm not sure, but I must be up there, one of the most um, appearanced foreigners in, in, in the club. Of course. Um, so um, I wanted to just really knock on with that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and at the same time, they got to the group stage of the Europa League. 
um, they beat um, CSK Moscow uh, to get to the, the group stage. And they had PSV, Napoli, and who's the other team? We're in Barcelona again. And another team. I can't, I can't remember. No, not Barcelona. Real Madrid. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> and another, another team. I can't remember who they were. And, um, and I was just watching the games and I was thinking, oh, I should be there. I should be there. You know? Um, so there was there was a little bit of yeah, a little bit of guilt and a little bit of anger, but I was just you know I was going backwards and forwards to the family, um, going up every weekend. Do you know what I mean? So I got to move back permanently, you know, back with the family every day, back with a club where I wanted to be, you know. So everything felt felt great, but yeah. So I was there for only I was there for another two seasons and then uh, then left. Yeah. When you did leave finally, was that was you at ease with it then? Was you happy with Nah? Fucked off over six months, got a Val Morris on the roofs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Went back, started doing plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Uh, nah, I was nah, I, I don't know, mate. Um the thing is I was 30, I think I was 36. Yeah. 36 when I, when I left. So but I've you know. I played last. I'm 42 this year. I, I played two games last season for for a team like they called me out of retirement to help them. Mm. You know, um, so I, I I felt I feel great now, but I felt just as good then. Do you know what I mean? So I, I wasn't ready to leave, and I, I was more than happy to be part of the you know not play every game and that, but be part of the squad and all that. Mm. You know, I, I scored some important goals and, and things like that, but. It is what it is. In my mind, I'm always, you know, you always think, yeah, you know, you can still do it, but it weren't meant to be, but that's how it was, you know? So one of them things. Mate, as I said at the, like at the start, I'm double, we're not finished yet, but um, the last person I would think would go abroad, live a different life, in a different culture and speak another, to be another language, to be there, what is it, 20, 22 years later? Some going, mate. Yeah, it's, it's, it's mad. Um you know, I, I think, like I say, from two thousand, from two thousand five, I've been here solid. Mm. Um, I had the first couple of years I was there. The, the thing is, my, my the manager, the English guy, um, when I first moved to Young Sheila, he, or, the, or just the club, they they were understanding. I was young, and I used to get maybe an extra because the pre-season over here is ridiculous. Oh. So as long as the season. Because they can't play during the winter, do you know what I mean? It's, it's ridiculous. Um, so they would come back in January, but I'd come back end of February, and yeah. I'd go home straight after the the, the season was finished in no, end of November. So November, December, January, February, four months I'd be in England. So I didn't really feel like I was there. I'd be like coming here, so and yeah. I'd come home and I'd be with the lads, and then I'd go back and then I'd play and then come home. Do you know what I mean? So I was. Bouncing backwards and forwards. Between Lung um, and Deja Vu. Deja Vu, yeah. So, um, yeah, mad, isn't it? So, but yeah, but then I knuckled down and I would, I never thought of it as well, mate. And when I first come out here, I never thought, I, it, to me, it was a stepping stone to somewhere mm. else, something else. Um, but it was just what I needed. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So, no, I have no regrets on anything, you know. It, you learn from your mistakes. If I, if, you know, you can always say I would have done things different, but you know, it builds your character, doesn't it, and the person you are. So, 
So you're not in, you're not involved in football anymore at all. You're still involved because I didn't know yeah, whether you no, were no. DJing, and then you told me off air what you're actually doing. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm so I coach a Division Two team. Yeah. Um, so I'm assistant coach there. So I did. I was after I've had two years now of doing the under 18s head coach. Um, I'm working with an amazing guy um, who's shown me a more of a modern day coaching rather than the um, the old school stuff that I, I was brought up with. You know, it's, the game's changed so much. Um, it's more science and it's more recovery and, and, and different um, phases and all this, you know. You got I your badge remember. I got me, I'm up to me, UEFA B only so far, but uh, I've got to do my, my um, pro next. But, um, but um, it's something I'm really interested in. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I, I do that because it's semi-professional. So I do that uh, of the evenings. And then I work at an international English school during the day. Um, Ten so minutes with... each. I've never fucking thought I'd see that. That is crazy. I know. I know. I know. But I'm, so what I, <laughs> this is, is it's funny because I, I, I work as a, um, I work with the kids with bad behaviour. You know, so it's uh, part it's part so perfect <laughs> mentor so, but it's but it's the thing is it's it's good because because the, the kids know who I am from the football thing yeah so with the boys it's really easy yeah um and the the kids like you know because of Instagram they judge you by that don't they oh he's got followers and things like that so they think oh that's cool yeah. um and I've just done I've just done a just done a uh, an advert on Swedish TV yeah so so that's got me some bonus points. So when I speak to the kids, I can speak to them normal and they listen, you know. The yeah. teachers, they, you know, they, they just tell the teachers what to do one or whatever. But I'll, I'll pull them aside and I speak to them and all that. And, I, you know, I can be honest with them. I can tell them the, the roots and, you know, how I was at school and, and the things I did and all that. Yeah. Um, but um, so that, it's, it's fun. It's also make me grow, you know what I mean? It's a different way of having to work with the, the, the computers and, and PowerPoints and all things like that. You know, I'm used you to... Have, you must have trained in this then. Did you, did you train in this? No. The, 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 the first year I was there, well, no, no, I'm not trained with it. It's no, just no. The, the job. No. I did the interview and they just thought I'd be perfect for this particular yeah. role. And uh, I've just grown into it. Now I'm like uh, minimal, minimal management, believe it or not. Jesus, quality, mate. It's brilliant. So, uh, so yeah. So I'm doing, so I'm doing that, and then I do my DJ stuff. Uh, like I wasn't, that was I wasn't taking a piss there because you love your music, didn't you? And then I've seen you doing some yeah, decent gigs. Yeah. yeah, So I've been doing some um, some gigs in that year. I've been doing like different different stuff. So I enjoy that as well. So just just doing a bit of everything, mate. Really, yeah, mate. Do you think you'll ever come home? Um, do you know what? Um, the last couple of years has been like quite tough, and yeah. I've, if I didn't have the kids, I'd probably come home mm. because uh, I come here to play football and I'm not playing football no more. So, the reason is like, why am I here? Sort of thing. I love the country, I love Stockholm, it's beautiful. I recommend it for anyone come over and visit. Fantastic city, um, yeah. Um, Especially in the summer, come over in the summer. <laughs> don't don't make my mistake. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know, like you know, I miss me family, me pals, uh, like my brothers. 
you got me nieces, you know, starting to, to grow up to, yeah. you know, because of COVID, I haven't been home in a year and a half now. So yeah. I haven't even yeah. seen my new niece. She's six months old. I haven't even got a chance to see her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit it's a bit tough like that. Do you know what I mean? But I've got my kids here and I, they've got to finish their school. I can't take them out of school. So um, like my, my daughter's she's 15 this year. My daughter's 15 this year and Charlie's 13 this year. So, um, so yeah, you know, so I... I'm going to be here for at least, uh, you know, until they're ready to do all their things. Make their own decisions in life, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I mean, I ain't got a problem in staying, but I have definitely thought about coming home, yeah. Brilliant, mate. Okay, so I'm going to press you for two, for like Millwall memories now, because obviously you you haven't played for Millwall, so I always ask the same questions to ex-players. I can't ask you those. So just, we missed out during the interview. We spoke about before the two stories, if you want to share. And when you played against Millwall and when you went back to Millwall, if you want to share, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. When I was at Sittingbourne, we were playing some youth cup. I don't, I can't remember what the cup was. Uh, played against Millwall, uh, and I remember t- two players that stood out for me was uh, Stephen Reed and uh, Tim Cale. Mm. Um, and um, Tim Cale was unbelievable. Um, Mill won two nil, but I remember they were leading two nil half time, and um, Walks went into us at half time and. And he just kind of said, like, you know, they're, they're taking a piss, you know. Someone, you know, you're giving them too much respect. So, obviously, my age has gone ding. Um, so, I've just started, I've, I've just had to get, because Tim was absolutely running the show. So, I've I've just gone into him and just absolutely rattled him. And he's he's gone down and he screamed, you know. So I've I've gone to go off and because he screamed, I turned around because I got the I've got the um, to, to sort of get and he squared up and it was just a natural reaction, just gave him a slap. He's gone back down again, and I, as I've slapped him, I've gone, oh no. Like, so like, I'm, I'm kind of like picking him up, saying sorry, looking at the rev, saying sorry to because I knew a few of the players, do you know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. and I'm kind of saying sorry to everyone, sort of picking him up, like just a moment. Nothing happened to it, you know. And then after the after the after the game, like I can't remember a couple of players said, "Oh, you, you lost it a little bit there." And I was like, oh, "Yeah, yeah." But oh, mate, you, you saw already at that early stage like, what what a quality player he was, you know. Mm-hmm. No one, our mid central midfielders can get near him. He absolutely won the show. Um, I think it was actually Stephen Reid that scored the two goals. But um, and then obviously they both went on to have amazing amazing careers at the at the, at, the, at Millwall in the first team and. Even though they're the same age, you know, it's especially Tim, you know, he's got to be a hero for 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 a lot of us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Amazing player, amazing player. And the other one, <laughs> the other one was <laughs> you're laughing, isn't that? Um, That's why I just said nothing. I just went silent just to let you take it away. Um, the other one was so. My, I've come home and me, me will do these um, these events, obviously, every now and again, the dinner and meals and all that. And they did this Mill Legends one where all the legends turned up. And my brother was going with his father-in-law. They had tickets. And our, our pal, Graham, Graham, Graham Alls, um, he heard about it. He said, oh, do you want to go? And I, said, I said, of course I want to go. He said, I've got a ticket. So, like, so I'm buzzing about it. Anyway, night before, I've gone out with the boys and it's a bit of an everyone. Now, bearing in mind, I'm, I'm staying at my mum's because when I come back, I stay at my mum's. 
And um, I've got all the memorabilia, all the old shirts and all that. I, it's all up in the loft, in her loft. She's got it tucked away. She don't care about them, do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so I've been woken up by me, my, by my mum or someone, or maybe my brother, saying, hey, your, your pals are here to pick you up. So Graham's outside. So I quickly, like, I've having to get me in together. Blah, blah. So I got in, still a little bit, you know, half there. No memorabilia at all. I'm going to see the legends, right? Nothing. Anyway, we got down there and calls Graham. He's got a lot. I mean, he, he does all the um, auctions. He's like, like, like your wall at the back there. He's got the yeah, lot. Yeah, no, he's got it. He's got one he's, up in his loft. Oh, mate, he's, he's got some naughty stuff. Anyway, he's got his shirts and his permanent markers. All that. I've got nothing except a bad headache. <laughs> anyway, we get on a get on the table. We're lucky enough when when the table is a few pals of us. We know uh, my brother's on the same table. Just just pop luck. So literally every single person. I think it was ten people on the table. I knew everyone. Um, and then you got all the legends on different tables. Everyone was here. Um, Teddy Sharon and Cass, Erlock. Riley, uh, Dockers, the, the manager was there. Every, everyone was there. I'm in the element, right? I've peaked up. Sat on the table and we've all got a plate, right? Because it's a dinner thing. I've looked at the plate. It's got meal emblems like, printed on it. I'm looking at this plate. It's a nice plate. So I took the plate off the table, stuck it under the table, called the geezer. I said, excuse me, mate, I didn't get a plate. So he brings me over another plate, right? So I'm like, I said to, I said to Alzi, I said, listen, you've got to give me that permanent marker. He said, what are you going to do with me? I said, I'm going to get everyone to sign his plate. So Walks is over there, my old manager. Walks is over there. And um, so I've gone over to Walks and I've said, oh, oh, Walks, do us a favour. Couldn't get all the lads to sign it, you know? Um, and Ian Dawes is sitting on the table. This is something I didn't tell you off, off air. Ian Dawes is sitting on the table. He's one of the people. And I'm, I've had a couple of beers now as well at this thing. So I'm really, so I'm a little bit cocky. And I go, oh, and he's, he walks, he's talking good about me to all the lads anyway. So I, I'm getting a bit embarrassed. So I cut him off by saying to Ian Dawes that I nicked his shin pads when he gave us a lift home once. And I just took, the, and I gave him a plate, said, because it, it was a soccer school and it was him and someone else. I can't remember who it was. Um, gave me and my pal a, a lift home. And we were yeah. sitting in the back seat, and my my mate nicked his his, his shin pads, and oh, I had one, and he had the other. And when he goes, you know, it's your mate. No, it was my mate. <laughs> <laughs> it was my mate. Um, nicked, his, nicked his shin pads, and I remember playing on the green, and I had one shin, and my mate had the other shin pad. We were just going around, wanting to get kicked on that leg with that shin pad. Just gave it doorsies, doorsies, you know. <laughs> So I sort of creeped off and I said, Dozzy, I said, I told him the story and, and everyone's laughing and I went off. Anyway, the plates finally come back to me. I don't know if I should maybe show you it, but it's, it's blinding. Uh, anyway, I've got the plate and everyone on the table's jealous. You know, they've all got their, all their memory, but no one in the world has got a Siam Millwall plate, right? In the world. I think I'm the only one in the world, right? And bearing in mind, just before I went up to get signed, I went over to the uh, chef. The, the guy there who's doing the thing and I, I explained the situation. I said, mate, listen, these are my heroes. Like, I've done a really good, you know, you, you, a little bit emotional, Dan. Yeah, yeah. I said, these are my heroes, you know, you know, blah, 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 and I've got nothing. And do you reckon it's all right? You ain't get it, go on. He went, I went, I'll give you something. He went, no, no, go on, go on, you're all right, you're all right. Anyway, when the plate comes back to me, 
I've gone up to get the plates or as I'm walking back, all the other Millwall fans that are there, I've looked at you and said, Oh, that's nice, mate. Where'd you get that plate? Where'd you get the plate? I said, Oh no, I just you know, blah blah blah. They've clocked on. Next thing you know, everyone's licking their gravy off their plate trying to get it signed, didn't they? Calls mayhem in there. Everyone's going, No, no, no more plates, no more plates. But I've still got it, mate. Oh, oh mate. That is fucking brilliant. That is so good. That- that was that was the thing when, when Teddy Sheridan was there and he's talking to everyone. You know, like, he's talking to everyone because you have to be polite and all something like that. And I've said to him, and I was like, oh, oh yeah, thanks for signing the plate. I said, uh, oh, you played in Jurgen, didn't you? Which was the one. And he, he just switched. He was like, yeah, how do you know about that? And I like, explained to him about me playing in Icor. We were having a really good time. I'm having to pinch myself. Do you know what I mean? I'm standing there. I'm, yeah. He's talking. I'm not really listening. Because it's Teddy, you know. Yeah, he's, he's just going through. My ear him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was mad, you know. But good, good moment. That's brilliant, mate. Well, that leads me on to two of my last final questions nicely. Your top three ever Millwall players in any era. Your favourites. Don't matter whether it's for whatever reasons, like their ability or their tenaciousness. If you could pick your top three Millwall players. Oh, that's hurt you, innit? I should have yeah, prepped that. you for that one. Sorry. Um, I know you want to get it, make sure you get it right. <laughs> it would de- de- definitely, definitely Teddy, definitely Terry Erlock. The third one is, is the artist. I really, I used to like Alex Ray. Mm. Um, I, usually, I used to like Alex Ray. Um, oh, oh, you're going to have to cut this because this is going to take a while. <laughs> I think I'm going to go G- uh, Timmy Cale, actually. Yeah. I say to Gail, yeah, yeah. I think, I think, I think, I think it's always nice, you know, when you, when you see someone go on as well. I, I think he, I think he bigs up uh, Everton a bit too much, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't agree more, mate. But I couldn't agree more. Yeah, but um, but uh, yeah, but he was he was blinding for us, weren't he? And it was good to see him to go on and and go to the heights he has. I mean, blinding player, quality, just. For someone, he's only small, do you know what I mean? How strong he is in the air and, you know, just, yeah, special player, special player. Yeah, this is going to be a difficult question. The question I'm going to finish with, you, IAK's your club, you know, you've, you've had a fantastic career <laughs> in Sweden. Uh, if you could go back in time to 1998 and instead of signing for Lunchko or whatever they're called, and you signed for Millwall and had a successful 10-year career in Millwall instead, would you change it? Ah, 100%. 100%. 100%. I didn't even give up. And by the way, as well, I said this, during our social media posts, I put out a while back about you coming on, loads of IAK fans, which I'm assuming a lot of you've converted. So I thought, (laughs) it's no, you're not even in question there, no? Nah, nah, because I can go to Eichel later on. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. The thing is, the thing is, um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something. Um, when when I I did the interview for I think it was South London Press and another another thing when I was down there with my boy when I did that thing, mm. and that was the that was the question. We were, we were because we won the league. We were going to the Champions League. Of course, Mill, Mill was in Division One, yeah. and and they were like, "Would you?" And I was like, "I'd love to play for Mill, but." I'm about to go play Champions League. Do you know what I mean? Like, so at this present moment, I, I want to enjoy that. 
Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, if it was championship, I think maybe it would have been maybe it would have been a, an easier decision. But there was there, there was there was talk. There were a couple of people asked me like, oh, "Would would you swap it?" And I was like, "Champions League." I mean, there's there's, there's people who played Premier League their whole careers and never played in Champions League. I was just going to say you have got to be the only, surely the only living Millwall fan to ever play in the Champions League. You have got to be. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Got to be. Living? Tell me. Whoever. I mean, ever. That's what I mean, ever. Tim, Tim <laughs> Kale? He's not he's never played now, is he? As you said, he's got... Oh, he's never a He's definitely never played. Never in my club and all that shit on Instagram. Yeah. Got to be. The only proper... Pro- okay, the only person from Peckham ever playing the Champions League. Got to be. Yeah, no, Rio, Rio, ah, Rio's next. Rio, go about that, prick, mate. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. I fucking loved it. Thanks, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me. Legend, top man, Ken. Thank you so much, mate. Take care. Yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 